Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. So I'm going to start today's episode by reflecting back on a really stressful time in my career when I felt the most burnout. It was right before COVID. I felt like I was in this two-year slump. I was a stylist having a really hard time being inspired. And I was also a salon owner struggling with recruitment, struggling to find and add more members to my team. I'd always been really passionate and I couldn't figure out what the issue was. I mean, I had always been really deeply in love with my job and my ability to make people feel great. And although I had experienced something similar in the past, I don't know that I would have identified it as burnout, but at this point in my career, I was definitely feeling the burnout. I felt like I was pouring from an empty cup, not to mention I didn't have any of the right systems in place to run my salon, to recruit new people. I remember how even my drive to work would change, you know, like in the past, it would be a time for me to listen to music and get amped up or listen to an audiobook and try to feel inspired. And there were times during this period where I would just drive in silence and sometimes I would even cry. I just didn't feel like myself, you know, social media had me comparing myself, you know, not blaming social media whatsoever. It was definitely my thoughts around it, but I was definitely feeling like a little bit of self-doubt for the first time in a long time. And I think social media has the ability to make us do that, to give us that comparison. But I'm just here to tell you, you cannot compare your journey to anyone else's. It's so different in every single way, but it didn't stop me from doing that. Deep down inside, I knew, but I could not stop myself. I could not stop these thoughts around it. The team I had at the time needed me to snap out of it. I mean, I was not myself. I was not the fierce leader that they had come to depend on me for being. I knew I had to do something. I knew something had to change. I had to gain some inspiration and some motivation from somewhere. Thank God it was time for me to go to one of my favorite business conventions called Serious Business. I absolutely love it. It's a great event for salon owners and managers and other forms of leadership. I came back so inspired and ready to get back at it, to fall back in love with everything. And then after that, five weeks later, COVID hit and salons everywhere were closed. This is clearly not great for anyone's mental health, you know. Fear took over, not just fear for my livelihood, but fear for my health. Everything was just so out of control and everything was just so unknown that everywhere I looked, I was feeling insecurity and I was feeling scared. Seven weeks we were closed. It went by insanely slow, but we pivoted and I learned a whole new respect for connecting with people on social media. It was all we had. We had to show up for each other on social media. I had to stay in contact with our clientele, with our team, with other members of this profession 
and just keep each other sane and share the things that we had learned and exchange ideas on how to stay engaged with our following because, you know, people look at us as so much more than hairstylists and their appointments with us are so much more about their self-care. And without that, I felt like I was letting them down. You know, not being able to do that made me feel like I was letting them down. Not to mention, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had never had seven weeks off in a row. I was going absolutely crazy. I had hired someone right before the pandemic hit to take over our social media, and her and I had to work really, really close to develop interesting ideas. It's hard to engage when you don't have the pictures of the work that you had relied on for posting. I mean, that's what we were doing. We were trying to engage with people so they could see the beautiful work we were turning out. And since that wasn't an option, we had to figure out new ways to gain their interest. Her and I actually became really great friends, and it is one of the sweetest friendships a girl can hope for. I'm so thankful for her, and I honestly do believe that we bonded over this crisis because everything she knew about her job was in this you know, constant state of uncertainty as well. She definitely taught me to treat it like a business, and when I felt like I wasn't doing enough, she encouraged me and she reminded me of the badass that I am. And I just needed somebody like that in my life at that time. We were also partnered with other people that hosted webinars about applying for PPP and how to get prepared for reopening and, you know, the things that you needed to be working with your accountant on and so many things that we were not prepared for. So I was very thankful for those partnerships and those connections because that was incredible information that we really needed at the time. Shutdown for me showed me what we're made of as a team and really as human beings. I felt a sense of gratitude and unity with people who were going through the same thing that we were. In May of 2020, we reopened and I got super focused. You know, the great thing about that time was that everyone was so glad to be back to work. Everyone on my team was so thankful to be serving their guest again and the energy was just so positive. You know, unfortunately, the honeymoon always has to end and the same struggles that I was having in my business really started to affect me again. I knew I needed something new to keep me inspired. I had been doing hair extensions for a few years and I actually really loved it, but it definitely felt like time to level up. I went to a Bellamy master's class and learned three new techniques and so many better ways of doing the services that I was already pretty proficient in. I was totally inspired by this new certification. It was exactly what I needed. I know I probably sound like a broken record, but I will never stop singing the praises of continuing your education. Burnout is real. Crippling stress is real. And you have to figure out a way to cope. And for a lot of artists like myself, I find learning is a great way for me to fill my cup back up. And another great way for me is creating. In February of 2022, I decided I was over all the recruitment issues and created something I'm actually really proud of. I sat down and I wrote a curriculum for an apprenticeship program, and then my husband and I worked with the state of Tennessee, and we got it state approved. It comes with funding and a pretty great certificate for being the first salon in Tennessee to do this. So how do you know when stylists in your own salon are starting to burn out? What does it look like from an owner's perspective? Well, being able to see the signs really early is, of course, you know, best. And it's pretty easy to do if you keep your eyes open. 
I usually see it first in the numbers. They stop hitting their benchmarks a little here and a little there. Maybe a few clients start to drop off. Their attendance can also be somewhat of a problem. They start arriving late, calling out, you know, just doing things that are typically out of character for them. A lot of them will also start asking about changing their schedule and mention that they need more work-life balance. Since I know what that feels like, I try to be as understanding as possible and meet them wherever they are and find some solutions, you know, so that we can find a happy medium. A talented stylist that is an asset to the team and is having a temporary struggle is definitely worth the investment, in my opinion. Now, if it becomes more commonplace and they can't seem to overcome it, it may be time for a change, and that's okay, too. It's important that we try to understand burnout as it pertains to the salon professional and what it feels like for us outside of the numbers. Stylists have a responsibility to their guests other than just a great hair service. We have to connect with them, engage with them, and bond with them in ways that you really wouldn't have to in any other profession. They literally tell us everything. We are there for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And while we are with them, we exchange energy and we absorb it. Some of the highs and lows that you can have as a stylist throughout the day are pretty intense. You know, your morning appointment may come in and she may be on top of the world. You know, she just graduated college. She just landed the perfect job. She's got the best fiance ever. And life is just high after high. You know, everyone's happy. The conversation is positive. It feels amazing. And then the next client that comes in right behind them just had a death in their family. And the energy is really low and solemn. And you have to just hold space for them and let them dictate how that appointment goes. The next one comes in and she just caught her man cheating. And oh my God, she is pissed. And we're going to spend the next three hours talking about the other woman and how could he do this to her? And what about the kids? And gosh, I don't really even know what to call that energy. But unfortunately, I have experienced it and it is no fun. The point that I'm trying to make is... Everyone's going to come in with something different. And throughout the day, we're going to have to almost do a little cleanse in between our guests because if not, we can end up taking all this energy from the previous person into our next appointment. That can really come off as like, you know, not compassionate for someone if they're going through something. So you have to be aware of how you're walking into the appointment and how you're showing up for each individual guest. Burnout is really just like a side effect for having an unbalanced life. You know, 10-hour days behind the chair, six days a week is a shortcut to burnout. You can get there really fast if you try to keep that up. And I haven't even mentioned the physical exhaustion that comes with this job. So if you're not taking care of yourself physically, then burnout will be unavoidable. I'm not just over here with carpal tunnel, arthritis in my back, and crickety knees for no reason, guys. I mean, this job takes its toll on you physically. I have had to overwork myself for years for these badges of honor. So honestly, listen to your body. It's going to let you know when you need some rest. Nourish yourself. Take care of yourself physically and mentally, and you and your relationships with your clients will be so much better for it. This can be a high-pressure career, and I think that we should talk about that. We should be open about that. There will be stressful days. You're going to be under a lot of pressure, and we have to prepare for that. We have to know what's normal and what's abnormal. You know, what are some of the normal stresses and when should I be worried? I think the best way to prepare for it is managing expectations. Having good communication with your guest is super critical. 
You have to have a proper consultation or you're going to have all this anxiety about whether or not you have communicated enough to deliver a result that the guest is going to be thrilled with. Of course, we want them to love their hair, but at the same time, the hair is only going to do so much and clients come in all the time with really unrealistic expectations. So you need to have a proper consultation or you are just leaving far too much room for error. You know, you're going to feel the pressure of meeting your client's standards. I mean, that's normal. Of course, we want them to be obsessed with us. However, I'm not willing to compromise my client's hair or my reputation to make them happy. So if they ask for something that's going to take multiple processes or cost a lot of money or something that just isn't possible, it's up to me to communicate that. You should also have policies in place for no-shows, tardy clients, and clients that try to add things last minute. These are really unnecessary pressures that are going to add up throughout the day if you don't manage them properly. Clients don't know what they don't know. So make sure that your clients know how you operate and you can avoid a lot of these common stressors right from the get-go. Needless to say, feeling burnt out isn't fun. In fact, it can be so unfun that you want to leave the industry forever. And some people do. It's so important to have a strong support system. You know, you need people in your corner reminding you why you love this industry and why you shouldn't give up on it. These people can be fellow stylists or your boss, good friends or close family. It doesn't really matter, but you need to have these allies. The important thing to remember is that you're not alone. So really, really lean into your people. Chronic stress, another really unfun thing that can lead to a whole slew of mental and physical symptoms, including you know, high blood pressure, heart attack or stroke, panic attacks, depression. So many things come from trying to take on too much. So none of that obviously sounds fun either. And this is where you are really going to have to advocate for yourself and really make sure you have some healthy boundaries in place. You should be very selective to who has access to you and when. If you're feeling overwhelmed by clients popping into your DMs, then direct them to your front desk staff or ask them to contact you during normal business hours. Boundaries, guys, get some. It's so important that whenever possible, work stays at work. Taking your work home and your stress out on your loved ones isn't who you want to be. So decide what your hours of operation are and stick to them. The people waiting for you to get home at night deserve the version of you that sees value in setting aside time just for them. Let's talk about some practical strategies like self-care, setting boundaries, working on your time management, and even seeking professional help if necessary. So self-care looks different to different people, and there is no wrong way to honor yourself. So just make sure you're carving out some time on that busy schedule just for you. I personally enjoy walking my dog in nature, spending time near any body of water. I love time with my girlfriends and date nights with my husband. And I also have a massage booked every other Saturday for the rest of my life. And as we previously discussed, this industry takes its toll on us physically. So I'm really here to tell you that a good massage can definitely work out some of those kinks. I also believe a little structure can go a long way. Staying organized and keeping a calendar of events are two easy ways to reduce the stress in your life. Literally nothing stresses me out like realizing I forgot about an important event or double booked myself again. I'm still working on this one. And most important, please never underestimate the benefits of professional help. 
talking things out with someone that you are paying not to judge you is actually pretty effective. Your fellow stylist should be a great resource for you. If you have found your tribe and you are in the right place with the right people, then lean into that and borrow their strength when you don't have enough of your own to get through these tough times. Talk to your more seasoned members of the team and leadership. Be honest about how you're feeling. They will understand because they have been there at some point in their career and they have come out on the other side. There is something very unique about sharing your struggles with someone who fully understands them and seeing them come out of it on the other side will give you hope and reassure you that this won't last forever and there are things that you can do to make it better. When I feel the stress building up or the burnout starting to set in, I start managing it right away with some of the things that I mentioned earlier. I learn a new skill. Opening my mind to a fresh take on an old service really reignites my passion for my craft and it gives me something to be excited about. And we all need that from time to time. I love to create, so I create something. For me, it's usually something related to my business, but for you, it may be painting or restoring an old piece of furniture. Something happens when you create something. It is a beautiful distraction from the things that may be overwhelming us. A big one for me is spending time in nature. Being outside anywhere really, really grounds me and forces me to literally breathe in fresh air and feel gratitude for creation and how remarkable it truly is. I like my feet in the sand and the sun on my face, but sometimes that's not possible and a simple nature walk will have to do. Lastly, unplug. Take some time just for you doing whatever it is you want to do. Binge a show on Netflix, go get a pedicure, buy that cute top in the window, treat yourself to an ice cream cone. That personally is one of my favorites. (laughs) Literally anything that brings you joy that doesn't have anything to do with responding to messages from clients or worrying about the week ahead. So are things getting too overwhelming? I mean, how do you really know? What are the signs? If you open up your schedule and you feel overwhelmed, that is a sign. If being super booked doesn't hold the same appeal to you as it used to, then you're probably taking on too much. There is a fine line between your career taking off and your book filling up and feeling accomplished and being overworked and seeing nothing on your schedule other than serving others all day long. What used to bring you joy can easily stress you out if your life is out of balance. Maybe it's time to reconfigure your schedule. Or maybe it's time to have the talk with those clients that loom over your schedule like a dark cloud. Again, boundaries are one of your most important assets when it comes to living a balanced life. Maybe it's even time to reinvent yourself within the industry. I've pivoted through the industry so many times and went from, you know, aspiring stylist to successful stylist to salon owner and educator and now school owner and businesswoman. I have absolutely loved every single season of it. It has definitely been about the journey for me, and I'm not even done. This is not where I land. I don't know that I'll ever land because I love the idea of being in the middle of something that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But maybe it is time for a bigger change, and the industry is no longer one you can see yourself in. That's okay. People change lanes all the time, and it is okay. Listen. I am not a mental health professional, and I know that a lot of times as stylists, 
we try to make light of things and we'll joke sometimes about how it might feel to be overwhelmed and that we feel like we're constantly overworked and not in love with what we're doing anymore. But you know, at the end of the day, this is your life. This is the only one you get. And no matter what happens, you are loved and the world is a better place with you in it. So please take care of yourselves. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com. 